Elhamdülillah, elhamdülillah, elhamdülillahi rabbil alemin. Ve salatu ve selamu ala Resulina Muhammedin ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ecmain. Nehmedullah Teala ve nagsafiru aşhedu an la ilaha illallah vahdehu la şerika lah. Neşhedü enne seyyidina Muhammeden abduhu ve habibuhu ve resuluhu. Sallallahu aleyhi ve ala alihi ve zvacihi ve ashabi tabi'i khulafir rahşin mahadir min ba'di. Huzurenmeti ala tahkik, huzuzenmeti almeti khulafir resulü ala tahkik. Umar el-Mu'minin, Hazreti Ebu Bakar, Umar Osman ve Ali ve ala baki sahibi tabi'in Ridvanullah Ta'ala aleyhim ecma'in Ya ayuhal mu'minul hazirun Bittakumullah Ta'ala ve de inna Allah hamel lezine zekve lezine hum muhsinun Elhamdülillahi Rabbil Alemin Ve salatu ve selamu ala ashrafil anbiya mümselin Seyyidina Mevlana Muhammedin ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ecma'in All praises are due to Allah, Lord of the Universes who has said in the Holy Quran, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. What? Are you more difficult to create? Or the heaven above? Allah constructed it. He raised its height and He gave it order and perfection. And He made dark its night and He brings out its splendor with light. And after that, he spread the earth and produced from it its water and its pasture and the mountains he firmly fixed. May all peace and blessings be upon the Sayyid of the Arabs and the Ajam, the Imam of the two sacred houses, the master of the two worlds, the beloved of the Lord of the two east and the two wests the grandfather of Hassan and Hussein, Sayyidina Muhammad wasalam, and upon his noble family and blessed companions, especially upon the four Khulafa Rashidin, Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq, Hazrat Umar Farooq, Hazrat Usman al-Ghani, and Hazrat Ali al-Murtaza, and all those who follow them until the last day. Ya yuhal mu'minun, O believers, the Jummah is a trust. The Jummah is an emanat, given to us from the Holy Prophet wasalam, passed down for 1400 years a tradition that we are keeping. The Juma is a special gift to the Ummati Muhammad. Holy Prophet wasalam, is saying the best day during which the sun has risen is Juma. It is the day Adam salam, was created. It is the day when Adam salam, entered paradise and also when he was taken out from it. It is also the day on which the day of judgment takes place. And Holy Prophet salam, is speaking about the importance of showing manners, showing adept to the Juma day, saying, any person who takes a ghusl on Juma and then goes for the prayer early in the first hour, it is as if he had sacrificed a camel in Allah's cause. And whoever goes in the second hour, it is as if he had sacrificed a cow. And whoever goes in the third hour, it is as if he had sacrificed a horned ram. And if one goes in the fourth hour, then it is as if he had sacrificed a hen. And whoever goes in the fifth hour, then it is as if he had offered an egg. When the Imam comes out, the angels present themselves to listen to the khutbah. 
Holy Prophet came to teach mankind manners, adab. The adab that he himself learned from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Holy Prophet is saying, my Lord taught me adab and perfected my manners. Our Shaykh Sahib al-Saif, Shaykh Abdul Karim al-Kibrisiya Rabbani Kadansasir explaining the good manners of the Holy Prophet to us, saying, think about a tree. The trunk of the tree and the roots, they are like a man's faith. The branches are like the good deeds that he is doing. The leaves are like the knowledge that the man has. What's the most important thing on that tree? The fruit. If you don't have the fruit, then why are you raising that tree? Spending time for nothing. So faith, good deeds and knowledge must teach a man to give fruit and the fruit is good manners. If you don't have good manners, then you will be kicked away from the Divine Presence. If you don't have good manners, then the people who have good manners will kick you away from next to them. Or they will send you away, or if they cannot, then they will go away. In the old days, people were saying, because of that Hadith Sharif, people were saying, good people, people with good manners, they were saying, good manners may make an animal to become a human, may make a man to become a Sultan. Holy Prophet came to teach us good manners. He said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is my teacher. He is the one who taught me good manners. And he sent that one to teach us the good manners. We have the examples. The examples in the desert where mankind had lost the direction. They lost their compass, they lost their manners, and they lost everything. When Holy Prophet came, they held on tightly to him. The ones who held on most tightly were the ones who had the best faith and the best manners. The adept of Holy Prophet it has the ability to transform the people around him to become the best from mankind. It is not the knowledge that is going to transform people. If it is knowledge, shaitan would not become shaitan. It is not the worship that transforms the people. Azazil, shaitan, he had worship on earth and yet worship in every level of the skies. But when he lost his manners one time in front of his Lord, everything that he had done, his worship, everything that he has done, his knowledge, everything that he has done, his service, was thrown aside. We have to be very careful. The Prophet ﷺ came to teach the nation. What was the nation that he was sent to? His people. The same nation that was burying their children, that were abusing their women, that were oppressing their weak, that were taking the rights of the orphans, that were desecrating the Kaaba, that were rebelling against Allah. And the same people became the best people on the face of the earth until Judgment Day, bringing light to every nation that came after. They became the Sahabi Kiram. 
What made the Sahabis to become the Sahabis? It is their association with the Holy Prophet Holy Prophet taught them step by step how to leave the ugliness of ignorance of Jahiliyyah and how to enter into the beauty of Islam. And one of the greatest lessons that we see in the Sahabis is that they left their connections of this world. They left their connections to their blood, to their tribe, to their lineage, and they submitted and became completely loyal to the Holy Prophet and they served the Ummat. He said to the believers when he was on Hajj, O people, your Lord is one, and your father Adam is one. There is no highness of an Arab over an Ajam, nor any Ajam over an Arab, nor of white skin over black skin, nor of black skin over white skin, except for Taqwa. Have I delivered the message? And everyone replied, the messenger of Allah has delivered the message. No other religion came to teach people to be part of an ummat, of a nation. Other prophets came for one town, one city, one tribe, one people. Holy Prophet came for every nation, every people, every language, because he was rahmatilalamin, mercy to the universes. For everyone that lived, for everyone that is living, for everyone that will live until Judgment Day. And he came to teach mankind how to break, how to break the chains of this shaitan and this nafs of racism and nationalism and tribalism and to become part of a community, part of a body that is showing its obedience to Allah. One of the main things that the Holy Prophet showed to the Sahabi Kiram was to help others, to serve others. He is saying in Hadith Sharif that is in Sahih Muslim, saying, Bismillah Rahman Rahim, whoever makes the hardship of a believer easy in this world, whoever makes a believer who has hardship easy in this world, Allah will make his hardship easy on the day of resurrection. Whoever helps one in difficulty, Allah will make it easy for him in this world and in the hereafter. Whoever hides the faults of a Muslim, Allah will hide his faults in this world and in the hereafter. Allah helps the servant as long as he helps his brother. Whoever travels a path in search of knowledge, Allah will make easy for him a path to paradise. People do not gather in the houses of Allah, reciting the book of Allah, studying it together, except that peace will descend upon them, mercy will cover them, angels will surround them, and Allah will mention them to those near Him. Whoever is slow to good deeds will not be hastened by his lineage. Meaning whoever is slow to good deeds his station is not going to be raised just because of his lineage. And the Prophet of Allah speaks the truth. The Sahabai Kiram, 
they put these lessons into their lives when they moved to Medina. Holy Prophet made a brotherhood between the Muhajirin. And the Muhajirin, they are made up of people mixed up of station, of tribes, and of nationality. And from this group, they moved to Mecca and the Ansar, the helpers who were living in Medina, no longer they were known by their tribes. They were known as the helpers, the Ansar. And who did they help? They helped the Prophet. They helped the Muhajir, the travelers. He paired the Arabs and the non-Arabs, the rich and the poor together. And the Ansar, the helpers, they were running to give everything to their brothers. The rich Ansar even came to the Holy Prophet and asked permission to give half of the date groves to their brothers. But Holy Prophet did not allow it and said that he would only accept if the Muhajirin worked in the gardens. They were running so much to help that Hazrat Sa'ad ibn Rabi, who was from the Ansar, came to Hazrat Abdul Rahman ibn Auf, his brother from the Muhajirin, and said, Oh my brother, I have two wives. Tell me which is more pleasing to you. I will divorce her and you should marry her. And Hazrat Abdul Rahman instead say, he said, May Allah bless your family and your risk. Please show me the way to the market so that I might earn for myself. The Brotherhood of Islam came to bring people together. It is not just telling people how to worship, how to fast. It is not just showing people how to have high stations. It is showing people how to give up from themselves. To a people that they were only concerned about themselves because they had no belief of the hereafter. This is the selflessness that Islam came to bring to people that for 1400 years Muslims have lived. That for the last 100 years Muslims have lost. We have lost and we have lost. Because we came back to the age of ignorance again in these days. We are running only to provide for our families, for our communities, for our nations, for our people, for our tribe. There is no Ummat. How can there be an Ummat when there is no Khalifa? Nationalism became the new tribalism. And people are putting their nationalism first before Allah and His Prophet. But the way that the Muslims were living for over 1,000 years, look at our Ottoman grandfathers. They were the highest civilization that ever came to mankind. They were not a civilization that is praising their ethnicity or their nationalism. In fact, they are not an Arab civilization. They are a civilization that's made up of Ajams and Arabs and everyone. They were representing the Ummat. They were the highest civilization and they were the most generous with each other they were generous to the animals. They were generous to their enemies. They would walk through the markets going shop by shop, paying off the debts of people they did not know. They made sadaqah stones outside the masjid where a person could put sadaqah or take sadaqah. And they were designed so nobody would know the difference whether you're giving or you're taking, keeping that one's honor.
the Sultan was going out secretly to meet with the people and see what their needs are. They were taking care of Allah's creation so much that they would go to the mountains in the winter time to make sure that even the wolves, they had enough to eat. This is before the West taught us how to take care of this planet after they've destroyed it for 200 years and continuing to destroy it. This is before when we have made weapons of mass destruction and then later saying we must give the rights to the ants and the cats and the dogs. This is before the Muslim nations who had brains and they lost those brains because they're chasing after the worst, not the best, that the West has to offer. This is the hypocrisy that we're living in today. But the Ottomans, they were doing that before there was any destruction. Because they understood that this world and everything that is given to them is an emanat, a trust that Allah has put. And because it is the sunnat of the Holy Prophet. And they put the sunnats of the Holy Prophet, the defenders of the sunnat, on top of their heads. Their objective in spreading the empire, it was not to increase their treasury or their land. If they did, they would have done exactly what the British had done to India. When the British came, India was the most richest country in the world. And when they left, it was the poorest. They would have not done as the British did to have the world. They were not done. If they were, they would have done what the Spanish had done to South America. They did not. In fact, one of their main complaints was that they did not take the resources and they did not enrich the countries that they took over. No. Their objective is very similar to the objective of the pioneering fathers, of the founding fathers of America. Their objective was to increase the borders of Islam so that people could worship properly and they could put the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ on top of their heads and to experience that divine generosity, this adab. That was the Osmandi way. Today we have lost this. We need this because we are destroying everything. The world has been here for thousands of years, more and more and more perhaps. But for the last 200 years, we have destroyed so much and we're continuing to destroy. Even in societies that call themselves a humanist or democratic or liberal societies, we are seeing that the cancer of racism is showing itself. It is a sickness that was never cured, but was merely covered up. And now that sickness has come back up again. And so people are killing each other, not knowing why. People are dying, not knowing why. Discrimination against each other, hurting each other, being violent to each other. Just because of their nationality and their race. This is ignorant behavior, jahil behavior. This is the behavior that the Holy Prophet came 1400 years ago to break. When the Hilafat was removed, the Muslims fell back into the same jahiliyyah. Muslims have lost over 1,000 years of Islam. Each country pulled a flag based on their tribe 
or their race or their nationality. And so now the same Muslims for over a thousand years, they were brothers and they prayed next to each other. They started killing each other, bleeding each other to death. They start seeing each other as enemies. The Khalifa had power and the Khalifa had the power to stop this from happening. This is part of the nafs. This is part of the ego of mankind, of tribes, of nations. But if, when there is no Khalifa, when there is no head, the whole body will start behaving as if it is a head and will start destroying each other. We saw this. Even towards the end of the Ottoman Empire, in the time of Sultan Abdul Hamid Han, he was sending diplomats to India, to Malaysia, to Japan, to make connections with the Muslims there and to show that the Ummat was connected and supported each other. The body of the Ummat can only survive when it has a head. When the head is removed, then we're in the situation we see today. A second Jahiliya. This is not what the Prophet came to bring. We are in this Darga. We're trying to follow our Shaykh, Sahib al-Saif, Shaykh Abdul Karim al-Kabirisi al-Rabbani, who is following our Grand Shaykh, Sultan al-Awliya, Shaykh Maulana Muhammad Nazim al-Haqqani. They are coming in this Ahir Zaman, to this end of the world, to return us to the beginning of truth, to the way of the Holy Prophet We must, how much gratitude, how much thankfulness we should have for being connected to the Sunnah in these times. As our Shaykh is saying, if we are standing here and just saying, thank you, Ya Rabbi, Ya Rabbi Shukr, thank you, Ya Rabbi, until Judgment Day, then we will not be questioned about anything on Judgment Day. And we cannot be thankful enough to our Lord for even one breath of life that He has given to us. He has created us from the mankind and He has made us from the nation of Muhammad In the Ahir Zaman, which the Holy Prophet is calling the second Jahiliya time, He is making us to run, to try to follow at least a couple of footsteps of the Holy Prophet If we just sit and think about this, this is enough for happiness, for joy to overtake our hearts. And with that happiness to say, thank you, Ya Rabbi, thank you. Thank you, Ya Rabbi, thank you. This is the Derga. If you're not freeing yourself from the chains of this dunya and to sit and to give thankfulness to your Lord, you have failed. The whole world can give, but you fail to give shukur to Allah. You fail with the manners of the one who is in need and your Lord is providing. And you're not showing the good manners to at least to say thank you, Ya Rabbi. This is the dargah that our Shaykh has built. It is to teach us to want to learn how to live in the way of the Holy Prophet. You must connect yourself to the Sohbet. You must have time to sit and to think. You must connect to the Shaykh. You must give value to the Dargah. If not, the darkness of the second Jahiliya, the fitna of Dajjal will reach to you inside the Dargah, inside the Maqams. 
just as the Sahaba Kiram broke out of the first Jahiliyyah through the Sohbat of the Holy Prophet, the people of the Ahir Zaman, you can only break out of this darkness with the association of the inheritors of the Holy Prophet. The knowledge that the Shaykh is teaching in the Dargah, it is not a stale book knowledge. It is a living knowledge that is going to set your heart on fire. You must let your heart to set on fire. You mustn't make it to be damp with your own laziness, with your own heedlessness, with your own bad manners. Otherwise, you can put as much gasoline as you want on a wet wood, it will never catch fire. We are on this path. For a believer, this path is not an option. Walking on this path, it is necessary for us to save our faith. Listen to the warning of Ghazul Azam from almost a thousand years ago when he said, O oh brothers, wake up and run to the forgiveness of your Lord through repentance. Embark upon the path and return to your Lord with these spiritual caravans. The path will soon be cut off and no traveling companion will be found. We have not come to settle in this dirty, run-down dunya, nor for the sake of eating, drinking, and satisfying lowly desires. Your Rasul is waiting, sad for you. He said, my sorrow is for the members of my Ummah who will come in the later times. We must sit and think. We must give value. We must give thanks. Alhamdulillah. We are in this caravan. Don't stray away from the caravan. This is a reminder first for myself and for you. Asha is saying, the love that we are putting in our heart towards our master must be like a seed. It must change. We must put water every day. You must look. You must think. You must remember. In everything you do, you must know that he is watching. If you think that way, then you are fitting yourself and slowly things start opening up. Things start growing because the Rahmat starts raining on you and it starts growing. When that starts growing and you reach to your maturity station, then you start giving the fruits out. That is the real love that you have reached to the station where the fruit that comes out from you is the same fruit which that one is giving. So that is the real love. Look, the rain comes down. We are looking and seeing that it's coming to the ground, to the dirt area, and on the asphalt, 10 minutes later, it dries out again. Nothing comes out. But when rain comes down on the earth and the sun shines, then a little bit later, you see the grass growing right away. It's giving. The grass is never going to grow on the asphalt, on the roads. So we must turn. We must turn. You must turn till your heart inside turn things upside down 
throw out the wrong things, the weeds and everything for the real fruit, for the real tree to grow and to give fruit. If you're not giving fruit, then that love is not good again. So everything is concentrating on that. And we must learn how to love. And we must learn how to love. And we must learn who to love. Firstly, you must love Allah and His Prophet. Then for us, for the Murids, we must love our Shaykh. Then we must love. We must love those that Allah loves. We must love those who are beloved to Allah. If we don't love them, then we are missing something again. This is a teaching that is going to save us. This is Ahir Zaman. This is a teaching of the Holy Prophet The Prophet made a dua to Allah. He's saying, Ya Allah, grant me your love and the love of those whose love will benefit me with you. Ya Allah, whatever you have provided me from what I love, make it strength for me for that which you love. Ya Allah, whatever you have withheld, withheld from what I love, make it a time for rest in that which you love. Amin. Istafrullah. Istafrullah. Istafrullah.